Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the Cat 10 ENT Network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. This is Bill, and I'm here with Tanisha. Tanisha, say hi to the people out there, Radio Land. Hello. We are very grateful to be back another week to talk to you all about recovery. Yay. And today we have a special guest with us. We have Carol with us, who is part of our creative team. Uh, Carol, say hi to the people out there, Radio Land. Hello, everybody out in Radio Land. Yay. So, Carol, we're so grateful to have you with us. And to everybody out there in Radio Land, I want to thank you guys for all of your support, your encouragement, and, and your questions. I know we've got a lot of information. I want to thank you for supporting our Facebook page, Written Grace RCO. I would like to thank you for supporting our Stepping Up website. Thank you for supporting all of the things that we got going on. Thank you. Shout out to all the people that come to our Zoom meetings. Thank you for all the people who support the recovery community in so many different ways. Shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is our fearless leader in the tip of the sphere. She actually started this movement many years ago, 2016. Wow, what a ride. I'm sure it's very gratifying for her to see those dreams coming to fruition. Shout out to Piedmont Rockdale Hospital for the building the Grit and Grace Recovery Center coming to you guys soon, brick and mortar. Just so many, so many incredible things. Shout out to all of our viewers, all of our listeners for supporting us. Shout out to Hurricane Maine for creating these platforms. You can find him, his hop nation of the Hurricane Maine show. Make sure that you support him. Because uh, we are grateful, we are thankful, and truly humbled by the process. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk to Tanisha and to Carol, who are creative marketing consultants, web designers, and, and have done tremendous work with helping stepping up, get up and running, people in recovery, serving people in recovery. So we want to talk with them. And also, we've got a list of questions that have come in from our listeners. And we're going to try to address and answer some of those questions as well. And with that being said, I want to ask you ladies a question. First and foremost, what's right with you today? You know, um, just a real simple question. It's not, it's not rocket science. So we're going to start with you, Carol. Carol, what's right with you today? Um, well, since, since getting here, Bill, and I've been here 11 or 12 weeks after, um, serving five years in prison and I was introduced to recovery community and I had no idea what that was. The word recovery community organizations was foreign to me. But um since getting here and getting to know everybody, getting involved in some of these things, making the community come together and work, meeting the people, meeting the commissioner, it's given me a new outlook on life. It's given me a career. 
given me a future. And um, that's what that's what's right with me today. I'm growing and I'm seeing other people grow as well. And uh, I'm enjoying the ride. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Such so powerful, so powerful for all of us that have done time. Um, what a way, you know, that's the power of the stepping up initiative, which is revolutionizing the way people flow through the systems. And, and, and I've just encouraged everyone out there that's hearing our voices to know that when you come out of that system, when you come out of incarceration, sometimes that's a, a tragic place to, to re-enter. A re-entry is sort of like landing a spaceship <laughs> that came in without a parachute. You're coming in hot. You know, and you 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 come into some very dire situations and you're not connected, you're not supported. You have a lot of uh there's a lot of missing pieces to the ship when you land. So uh us just being part of creating a better landing space is really powerful. That's what's so different, uh, Bill, because when I came out I really thought I was getting thrown out to the wolves. And um what I found was I, I didn't get thrown out to the wolves. I got thrown into the middle of uh organization here that is giving people second chances and helping to find, helping them to find what their future is. Wow. So thank you for sharing that. And Tanisha, what's right with you? I know that this is the first, what is, oh, this is the second month of your contract. So what's it like, Tanisha? Man, um, what it's like for me today or, What's right with me today is just I have learned to learn the value of myself and of other people. So that's that's big for me to learn the value of the next person, because I remember when I was very self-centered. I remember when I was selfish and everything was all about me. So today, just being able to um, embrace the next person and know that I don't have to be in competition with anyone. That's what's really standing out for me today. Really grateful that I'm at that place. Wow. I want to thank you for saying that, Tanisha. And, and with that, almost an automatic segue into one of the questions that we got from our community. People ask me, what does recovery mean? And, and I know that traditionally, and, and there's this, this kind of stigmatizing vision that recovery is just about uh, drugs and alcohol or, or, that recovery is just about what's wrong with you or that recovery is about uh, that it's a very simple or singular process, you know, not doing something, whether it was drugs or whether it was alcohol or whether it was crime or whatever, that's simply the absence of that. And that's automatically like a given and which is not accurate, which is not accurate at all. Um, so I want to ask you ladies, what does recovery mean to you? Because hopefully all of this information sharing, and I know we do groups, um, shout out to Dr. Deidre Hawkins. And if you caught the doctor's opinion, uh, which was our last week's show, you probably heard her talking about, and she's one of the people that exposed us to the Zoom platform. And stepping up's response to COVID was to initiate Zoom platforms, Zoom groups, for people initially in the accountability court systems and now to people in the community as well. And, and those groups are recovery-oriented systems of care groups. 
and recovery-oriented systems of care groups are about social learning theory, about people learning from watching other people learn. It's about how do we activate the unparalleled value of one person who has an experience helping another person who's living through that same experience. And for me, that has broadened my understanding that recovery is a very holistic process, that recovery is mental, physical, spiritual, social, professional, occupational. It's all of those things. And and so I would just ask you ladies, what does recovery mean to you today that maybe it didn't mean initially? I'm going to start with you, Tanisha. What, What does recovery mean to you? Well, I think it's real interesting that you spoke about how, you know, in the beginning, being introduced to recovery, a lot of people think it's about your your boundaries and that you you just can't drink anymore. You can't do these uh, things. You can't go to certain places. And I was kind of caught up in that in the beginning about I thought recovery was more so a strict way of life that I really couldn't I couldn't enjoy life the way I used to because. Um, I was so caught up in, oh, well, how do I have fun? Because I had my type of fun was, you know, caught up around alcohol. So um, taking alcohol out of my life, I thought that, well, what do I do now? Well, I have come after after being in recovery to realize that I've been missing out the whole time. I was never really living and having fun and enjoying life for what it is and having a purpose in life until I actually was, you know, working intentionally on my recovery. So recovery to me is about learning about myself, educating myself on just just the natural processes of life and what my purpose is. Um, it's also about service and doing things and having a place in this world to help serve another person or help serve other people. And I think I get fed that way. And that way I have peace of mind to know that, you know, after this life, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So um, I think that's what recovery means to me. It's just, you know, my my life is full now. Uh, whereas before I, I thought I, I, was, I was under the misconception that, you know, life was all about partying and having fun. And, and that was, that was not, <laughs> it was really yes. not the way to live. So, Carol, let me ask you a question. What does recovery mean to you? Recovery to me, Bill, what it comes down to is I thought recovery, what I thought it was was all the things I couldn't do. I couldn't drink anymore. I couldn't get high anymore. Couldn't have fun anymore, like Tanisha was saying. But but recovery really isn't that. Recovery is about all the things I can do. It's about um it's about learning what I'm good at and sharing that with others. And it's about helping others that are at a place where I was not so long ago and helping them walk through this like I'm doing. Um, it's life or death to me. And that's what I think recovery is right now. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and you know, and I want to thank you ladies really for sharing that because I know that coming in, um, I didn't know what it was, you know, and, and, and I went to a place called the recovery place and, and that was where I went for my treatment. And I was there for a couple of years. And when I left, I still didn't know what recovery was. <laughs> I thought recovery was treatment. 
right? Which is obviously uh, incorrect. Um, I didn't know that recovery was about me becoming my whole self. I didn't know recovery was simply about me getting the skills, resources, and supports to become the whole bill, right? And, and, and you know, I didn't realize that that wasn't a linear process and, and kind of the way they were documenting, documenting it for me. It was like they were trying to make it a linear process. And for me, it, did, it wasn't, didn't happen like that. Um, you know, I had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, you know what I mean? And, and I, I didn't, didn't realize that I had a lot of contempt prior to investigation, uh, you know, and I tried some things that didn't work when I tried them, but they worked later. And, and I know that a lot of people discount processes because they don't work the first time you try it. You know, people say, you know, maybe I should try some um, therapy and maybe the first therapist you go to may not be your spirit animal. And so you say that doesn't work. Or I go to a meeting and somebody says something that hurts my feelings. And I say, well, meetings don't work. And, and I try sponsors and, and they say, you need to get a sponsor. And I thought that was like pick a boss program, right? I don't want a boss, you know? Um, and so I, that was, that I said, that don't work for me. Um, all the, and what I've noticed overwhelming preponderance of evidence is that all the things I thought didn't work ultimately ended up being the things that did work and, and just being grateful today. Uh, so let me ask you ladies another question. What is it that expanded your understanding of what recovery is for you? Or did you come in, like, like I heard you say that when you came in, you thought it was something different. So how did that vision expand? How did your understanding expand? And, and I'm going to start with you, Carol. What was it that expanded your understanding? How did that, that change happen? All of a sudden, there were people that were really trying to help me, people that were sitting down and talking to me, getting to know me and my story and, you know, what makes me tick. And they were finding ways that I could get involved and help out they they were investing their time in me and um it just it just really made me look at people differently um you know it made me believe that this god that i've been praying to for so long really was real and he he does have a plan for me and all those years that i sat around and didn't know what was going on you know he was working to put me in this place where these people were going to get involved with me and help. Wow, that is super powerful. Uh, Tanisha, same question. Okay, so, yeah, when I came into the program or when I came through the accountability course, I did not, it, it, was, it was not introduced to me as recovery. I will say that. It was more so I knew that I was entering into a program and I thought this program pretty much I had to kind of like check check certain things off of a box to say, you know, when I would graduate from this program. And I don't believe I actually got introduced to the whole entire concept of recovery until we started working through these Zoom meetings. Okay. Um, now, I will say you know, I had my uh, treatment groups through Viewpoint, and I do believe that those were 
working on my recovery. The activities yes. in them were working on my recovery, but it wasn't presented as recovery. It didn't say yes. this is a recovery process. And so I did I still didn't understand what recovery was until like the actual Zoom meetings and every day intentionally working on myself, intentionally trying to figure out um, you know, how to process certain things, doing that daily inventory, and then working with the sponsor to understand how that aligns with um, you know, any of the challenges that I, I dealt with in the past that got me here. Yes, yes. And and so I want to thank you for sharing that. Because it recovery is a, a compilation of a lot of different things. And, and it's when all of those different things start to work together, then that's when the miracle happens. You know, there is a distinct difference between treatment-based services and recovery-based services. And, and I didn't realize that till I was a provider and, and worked inside that system that treatment is designed to help us identify some of those challenges and to give us some skills in understanding of those challenges. And recovery is about how do I exist in the community of my choice despite the challenges with the coping skills and all the mechanisms that I've gotten in the treatment milieu now, how do I now take that and live life on life's terms with the value of all that? So I, I want to really thank you for that. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. Carol created an automatic segue because she said that now she is involved, right? And, and so I guess that's where stepping up comes in. So. And, and for the people out there in Radio Land that don't know, the Stepping Up Initiative is a national initiative that has been adopted by our local county government and our recovering communities, partners, and stakeholders that now we are working toward reducing the number of people in jails and in our criminal justice system and bringing whole recovery to our community. And, and so with that being said, I know it's a mouthful, but with that being said, I know that Carol, you built the Stepping Up website, and that is at rockdalesteppingup.com. Yes. Yes. And so, um, and, and shout out to Carol, because the website is awesome. Carol and Tanisha do really great work. Yay. And, and we unveiled that last week at the Stepping Up Steering Committee uh, meeting and, and two rave reviews. Let me ask you a question, Carol, as you envision it and you see all the different components that we have with stepping up, what do you think that stepping up, the target of stepping up is? How do you think that will impact our the way people flow through our systems? Well, I think that a lot more people are 
I believe that what our goal is for a lot more people that have substance uh, use issues and mental health issues, that instead of dumping them in jails where they're not getting any treatment whatsoever, uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop that from happening. We're gonna get involved with them. We're gonna have people involved that can address those issues and and help them help them get through it instead of putting them in the jail into the jails in the community center that we're going to have the restorative justice complex is what it's going to be called yes. um, there's going to be a lot of different things that we're going to be able to offer through the program where people are going to learn how to do things that can help them attain jobs and help them work in the community um, I think we're going to have like a career center and even um, a place to teach people to cook so uh, I believe that, you know, the, the community is going to start hearing more and more about the Stepping Up initiative, and I think that they're going to look at us differently. You know, we're not going to be the uh, the drug addicts and the alcoholics that are in the community. They're going to look at us as a part of the community, people that are building the community in a positive way. <laughs> Carol, you're a world-renowned motivational speaker. Yes, you said it, Carol. Boy, can't say it no better than that. Woo! So let me ask you a question, Tanisha. How has the Stepping Up Initiative impacted your life? Well, I think it's very interesting that, you know, through the Stepping Up Initiative, you think of people in recovery being able to be able to recover their lives. So if they are coming through, um, coming from jail or if it reduces the number of people in jail, it's recovering their lives. But what I have, what it has done for me is that, you know, before recovery and before the Stepping Up Initiative, I had come to a standstill, you know. And I didn't just pick back up and recover where I was. It has actually allowed me to blossom and to flourish into something even better than what I was before. So I feel like I have been able to spread my wings and really, really um, become someone way better than I was before um, becoming involved in the Stepping Up Initiative. It has given me a chance. It has shown me value that people, there are people out here who actually value me, um, value my my voice and, um, well, and, and value my my purpose and help me to understand what that purpose is because although we may have taken certain pathways that have taken us in the wrong direction it kind of steers us back on the right directions in our communities and to help um help make an impact in our communities and build them up like carol said yes absolutely and, and so i know that for me one of the things that's done and i think you really just touched on it then I did take the wrong road. You know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I have an extensive criminal history that spanned four decades. Not only was it the wrong road, but it was the long, wrong road, right? <laughs> and, and so what, what it's done, though, is let me know and let other people know that I, I took the wrong road, but I still ended up in the right place. And, and when, when I was on that road, I brought something with me that has value today to other people who are traversing that same dangerous path. And, and you know, and that's, there's value to that. Uh, I think our overarching message as persons in long-term recovery for the people who are designing systems out there, don't do it without us. How do you design a system for us 
without us. I, I mean, you know, in, in your infinite wisdom, I just encourage the people to understand the most effective system that you can design for us has to include us. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I don't know. You've tried it a long time the other way. And I think that um, I think that's prudent to uh, try it this way, because we we not only do we want it, but we need it. We people need purpose. People need a chance. We do have gifts. We do have skills. Give us a chance to show you. And, and we when we do our best, then then you you will be able to see. Um, because we do have empathy. We do have compassion. We are proud to announce that by the contributions, talents, and skills of our very own Recovery Community members, today we are able to invite you to stay connected with us and Recovery Resources by visiting our website, www. I was just looking at the website you guys build and all the components that are on the website that are part of the Stepping Up initiative. And so just want to kind of go over some of those things. I know that the Stepping Up initiative is going to have, not only are we going to have the Restorative Justice Center, which will house a sobering unit, which is an overnight stop for people to go to instead of jail. So people who are having challenges, whether those are substance-related challenges that are not critical in nature, maybe you go there instead of driving drunk and driving home. Maybe you go there and, and, and you go there because you are drunk instead of driving and getting a DUI going on. Maybe you go there instead of going home and, and ending up in an abusive situation or a violent situation or a toxic situation that tomorrow would look different. But because you're under the influence and you need to sober up, maybe getting sober and then encountering that situation with support, with guidance, with more information, that might give you a better alternative. And I know that it's just a that's just about creating another alternative. I know that ultimately we're also going to have a diversion center there, which will be a place where people that are having clinical challenges, whether that's mental health or substance use based clinical challenges, can go there and then get routed to the appropriate level of care and the appropriate services, as opposed to going to jail and putting the people in, in the sheriff's office in a tenable situation where they're trying to create care for people who need a higher level of care and, and, and being in situations that, because everybody's looking for somebody to blame. And, and, and you know, we need to create alternatives instead of blame. Uh, so the diversion center will be that clinical-based uh, system that will route people to different places. And also we will have Grit and Grace, RCO, which is a recovery community organization, which is a peer-driven recovery center that Carol was kind of mentioning it before, that has a whole milieu of different recovery-based things. And, and it'll be a place of connection. It'll be a place uh, 
where recovery lives and recovery exists and where information exists and where people can get understanding on how to get connected to some of the things that you may think intrinsically that people know about, but we don't. Because today I'm a certified peer specialist for addiction. I'm a certified peer specialist for mental health. I'm a certified peer specialist for forensics. I'm a certified psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner. I'm a lot of different things as, as well as project developer for the Rockdale Stepping Up Initiative. None of those things did I know about before I came into recovery. All of those things I found out about by being around people who are in recovery. So I've talked to hundreds of doctors. I've talked to hundreds of police, maybe more than hundreds. <laughs> and I've talked to a lot of criminals. And nobody had that information. It was the recovery community and people in recovery that told me about that. And that was a viable alternative for me to change my life. And I took it. And and if it worked for me, it can definitely work for anybody else. And, and, and so why would we not want to create an opportunity for people to change their lives when we're telling people you need to change? And, and so also we're going to have the Opening Doors to Recovery Project, which is a three-person intensive case management model that will have a clinician, a family member, and a person in recovery who work in tandem with an individual who's coming out of jails and will partner with them for the space of a year to connect them with housing, with safe, appropriate housing, with adequate treatment, with what what's required for them to have a meaningful day and also connect them with access to technology and linkage to all of the components that truly support recovery. And those are the pillars of support for the opening doors to recovery model. And so that will be housed inside our community service board. Shout out the viewpoint and Chad and his mom. So that that's that's a partnership that fuses together the family system, the individual system, and the clinical system that, that really gives us an opportunity for people to not try to traverse that road alone. And also with the Opening Doors to Recovery Project, we're going to have the GCIC interface, Georgia Crime Information Center interface that will create a technological alert so that when people's name are run through a computer in a police car or a terminal, when that search is done, then the people who are the case managers for that person, they will get an alert so that when law enforcement responds, their dispatcher will be able to connect them with the service providers who are doing intensive services, which means somebody who's seen that person within the last week. And that, that gives them a better opportunity for diversion. Because that ODR team can come and get that person and take that person to the appropriate place. And hopefully by us having had an opportunity to see that person regularly, that person will not be in crisis. Because we will be able to identify those crises or those potential crises before they get to those critical phases. So we're looking at really instituting that. We're also looking at instituting what we call the intercept clinician, which is somebody who worked with the clinicians that are now embedded inside the jails that will give people a better opportunity to be clinically assessed while they are in the system, while they are incarcerated, and thus send them to a more appropriate level of care, as opposed to, like Carol said, people just being kicked out to the street. 
Another thing that we're looking at is system-wide transportation that will give people an opportunity to not have to try to foot it. You know, and, and I don't know about you, because I know that I remember we used to get out of jail and they say you need to report to your probation within 72 hours or you need to report to your to viewpoint health for your assessment within 48 hours or whatever that meant. All I know is I never made it. I found trouble before I found that. You know what I'm saying? And, and like here in Rocket, we don't have a, a public transit system. Uh, I don't know if for some people, maybe when you get out, you got money in your pocket. When I got out, I never had money, right? And, and when I got out, if I did have money, it was in a, it was in a check or a, 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 a something, you know. And the only place that I could cash it was the liquor store, because that's the only place I could get a check cash with no ID. So because that's the only people that knew me. <laughs> so that's pretty much a setup, right? So <laughs> we're going to have transportation so that people can actually end up where they're where they're trying to get to instead of end up where they're not trying to get to. Um, and, and so that's another thing. I know that another one of the components to the Stepping Up Initiative is the partnership that we have with different community providers. We've done a test pilot with Piedmont Rockdale College, and, and I know that we've enrolled people in some of their technical training programs. Those people today are making a living wage. And the only requirement was that they had a GED and um, identification. And, and so um, I've seen people that whose lives were monumentally changed by that process. We also provide support to the housing providers. Shout out to Dr. Tracy Lewis, New Directions Housing, uh, woo -woo, because, she, because it really works. And, and when we've got providers that are doing this work, why would we not want other providers to support those providers? Because at the end of the day, to reduce the number of people in jail, it doesn't happen inside the jail. It happens outside in our community. So if we're talking about public safety or whatever that is, these are these are just some of the components that Stepping Up is looking at. Another one of those components is the sound you hear coming through your radio right now, which is recovery messaging. And, and that's, you know, that is a powerful thing because people out there need to know what's going on. Because what I think the greatest tragedy is to have this life-saving information and people who need their lives saved don't know about it. So um, this this radio show, the website, the, the newsletter, shout out to Tanisha for creating an awesome digital newsletter that uh, really gives you a lot of information about what's coming, what's happening next, what has happened. Um, you can get on the mailing list. You can go on rockdalesteppingup.com or you can go to Grit and Grace RCO recovery page on Facebook page and you can plug in and ask for connection with that information and we'll get you connected to it. Is there another way that they can get connected with the newsletter, Tanisha? They can connect on all of our social media platforms. They um, can connect to different community resources, whether there's food banks, all types of resources there and email. Okay. So, um, and, and I just want to kind of thank you guys for that. Um, so with that being said, uh, I know that we mentioned new direction housing. 
Carol, can you tell us something a little bit about New Direction Housing? Kind of tell us how that works, how it's impacted your life. Yes. Um, I New Direction Housing is a lifesaver. I um, I live in one of the homes. Uh, Pastor Tracy is the director. Pastor Tracy, I don't know, she, she works 22 hours out of a day of 24. She's always trying to help us to get to where we need to be, talk to who we need to talk to, learn what we need to learn. Um, she's a mentor and, and she's a pastor. She teaches us about the Bible and about God and, and we attend church on Sundays together. Um, we work in the community through the New Direction Housing, doing uh, food drives and, and clothes closets, taking in donations and setting them out. There's just so many ways that she gets us involved, and she's involved in the recovery community as well. She's on all of our Zoom calls with us, and uh, it's like one big family, the recovery community and New Direction. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And Tanisha, I know that you do some partnerships with uh, Pastor Tracy. I know she's got some things coming up. Maybe you want to speak a little bit to those things or those some of those different things that fall under her umbrella. Yes, well, I will say that Pastor Tracy has been a blessing in my life, period. But um, just being exposed to New Direction Transitional Housing and all that she does has been um, for me, I was not a participant or um, someone that came through her housing program, but I still was connected with her. And so um, she has actually given me before I started or before I signed a contract with Stepping Up Initiative, she has given me an opportunity for employment with her. And so I have partnered with her in doing marketing for her. She has also mentored me and given me opportunities to partner with people like Carol and other um, other women and, and guys in her in her houses and in their program to where, you know, I'm connected with other people in recovery and we can work on our recovery together. We can build each other up. It's just it's, it has been monumental for me. Um, also, just witnessing some of her work. Um, I know right now we're in the process of planning a seminar, which is called Victory Over Grief. And Pastor Tracy is a certified grief counselor, and she is going to, you know, be helping some of the people in Rockdale, and not only Rockdale because it's a it's a webinar that will be online. It's a virtual event that we're putting together, but she will be moving people through that grief process and how to process loss, whether it is, um, you know, divorce or now since we're dealing with COVID, a lot of people have lost family members, lost jobs and employment. So she's doing so much, you know, in the community just to to help us get through, you know, to yeah. kind of cross that bridge. So it's it's been a blessing for me just to be involved. I want to mention the podcast that Pastor Tracy does. I think if we direct people to her Facebook site, they can find links there to the podcast and also to register for the upcoming Victory Over Grief seminar. So, Tanisha, can you tell us where they can find that? Yeah, so um, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Carol. So, 
Also, she has the Kingdom Recovery Podcast, which is available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Google Podcasts, on Anchor. So it's available on majority of the big podcast platforms. So if you search for, it's called Kingdom Recovery Just for Today Podcast with Dr. Tracy Lewis. Also, um, on her Facebook page, we send it out, her podcast run on a weekly basis every sunday there's a new episode also on her website right now we are uh, marketing i am enough global is where you can go and you can register for the upcoming seminar victory over grief which will start on march 1st wow man things are moving and shaking in rockdale right yes 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 We are pausing the show for a special promotion from Dr. Tracy Lewis to support those who may be suffering from grief and loss. Visit her website, www.iamenoughglobal.com to register today for her upcoming virtual event. Here is a message from Dr. Tracy Lewis. grief. Not knowing how to process grief is something that can become very dangerous to our emotional health, to our mental health, and even to our physical health. That's what this series is going to share with you. I'm going to give you some ideas of what loss is all about, what grief is all about, and how do I get back to a place of wholeness? How do I get back to a place of peace of mind? There's pain that we need to say goodbye to. And in order to become emotionally whole, mentally whole, physically whole, we need to deal with the pain of the losses that we've experienced in life. Take the action process necessary to say goodbye to the pain. Listen, God wants you to have victory over grief. So I want to... I guess drill into based on you guys being people in long-term recovery. And I've heard us talk kind of about the stepping up, talked about uh, grit and grace. We talked about a lot of those other things. Let me ask you a question. How does your life differ today in the light than it did from those dark days? How is it different? There's really at the core. How is it different? Go ahead, Carol. You know, um, being in my addiction, I was I was so sick. I was always isolating. I was very selfish. My recovery has made me a very unselfish person. Don't get me wrong. You know, recovery starts out, you know, about taking care of yourself and um, getting to a better place in your life. But in doing that, you find out that you can't you can't do that by yourself you have to involve other people and and it can't just be on on a level of it can't just be on that top level that you're scratching you got you got to dig in deep and uh get involved in, with these people so um i don't know if that answered the question but uh that's what that's what comes to my mind wow thank you so much it answered somebody's question carol because it's it's pure it's true is heartfelt. Um, that's my answer too. <laughs> so, Tanisha, 
How is your life different today living in the light than it was from those dark days? You know, um, I want to touch on something that Carol just said because it brought something to mind. I remember um, in the beginning, it was hard for me to focus on myself. Um, And I remember Paula Boyd saying something to me that has stuck with me from that day when I was telling her, you know, I I stretch myself and I, I don't really take care of myself. And she said, if you don't fill up your cup for Tanisha, then it won't overflow to be able to, so that everyone around you can drink from it. And so I had to learn that, yes, it, it did have to be um, selfish at first. It had to be about me, you know, pouring into myself so that everyone else around me could benefit from it. And so to answer your question, now today, I have a reason to wake up because now I know that there are people around me that they're getting something from me waking up every day. Yes. Those dark days, I could wake up and roll over and sleep the rest of the day because I didn't feel like I had anything else to give the next person. I didn't feel like I had anybody waiting on me. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. You know, um, there were a lot of days where I would just stay in bed, you know, and I, I was okay with that because I didn't have, um, you know, I didn't have a true purpose or I didn't know the value of my purpose. But today, I know that if I don't get up and, you know, and do something, then somebody's going to call me because somebody else cares and somebody else knows that I have a purpose that I'm supposed to be walking in. So that's what, that's what it does for me today. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I want to, that is so incredibly powerful. And I know the people out there in Radio Land, you know, it, it's important that we don't give up. I want people out there to know my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And I didn't even get to the gate on this thing till I was 50 years old. And, and and that was that was 50 years that weren't, it wasn't attractive. <laughs> it wasn't attractive on any level and, and just unsurmountable wrecks. It was a shipwreck, it was a train wreck, it was a car wreck, it was just one wreck after another. And, and I know a lot of people had lost the belief that I could recover. I had I don't think I ever had the belief that I could recover, but because of the uh treacherous nature or hazardous nature to which I uh personified, um people believed that it wasn't possible for me. Today I stand before you, today I've been to the White House, I've been to the Capitals, I've been across the country and, and I've had an opportunity to stand in front of God and everybody and to just be a, a witness, uh, to be an example that people do recover. We're practicing progress, not perfection, but we do recover. And, and, and we can be contributors to other people's recovery. And, and we're grateful. We're grateful to you people out there in Radio Land. We're grateful to the people out there that provide services. We're grateful for the people out there that that do those random acts of kindness. We're grateful to our law enforcement community because law enforcement was the catalyst for my journey into recovery. There are a lot of people doing a lot of bashing. Well, they bashed me and they said I wasn't no good and I would never change. They were wrong about that. I'm going to be honest with you. Law enforcement was my catalyst 
because when I was in my cups, you needed somebody with a gun and a badge and, and a group of people that weren't afraid, that could reinforce the values and principles and laws of this country when I showed up. Because I wasn't going to do it. It wasn't going to happen by osmosis. And, and, you know, everything can work better. Everything can work worse. I think we are stronger together. I know that for, to a certainty. We are stronger together. Today, Carol and Tanisha and myself, we partner system-wide. We partner with law enforcement. We partner with our treatment community. We partner with our faith-based community. We partner with whomever for whomever without reservation. No big eyes, no little U's. We are trying to be part of a more culturally competent, equitable contribution to society that is made by people who understand the compromise of those principles. We're trying. Sometimes that's, that's, that's the best you got is to try, maybe fail, try again tomorrow to the man who's in the arena who tries and tries again, even though he may fail, but failed while daring greatly. That's what we got. When I look at the websites and I, I look at, you know, I think about our commissary list. <laughs> I think about you know, I think about all of those years that we were in bondage. But today we're free on the outside and free on the inside. You know, I want to ask you a question, Carol. If you had a message for the people out there in Radio Land who aren't free yet, for the people that are in jails who aren't free yet, what would that message be? It would be don't give up. It would be tell whoever you can about this show, about what you heard. See if you can find out if there's a stepping up in your community. If not, get in touch with us. Rockdale County stepping up and let us talk to the people out there and, and let's try to get you hooked up. This works. You, there is a hope. You do have a hope. Don't give up. Yes, yes, yes. And Tanisha, if you were to give a message to the people who are out there who are still sick and suffering or the people who are in jails, what would that message be? It would be that if I could come out of darkness, you can too. And that we want you, we want you. As long as you want it, you can have what we have. As long as you can be intentional and try, keep coming back, reach out for support, it's around you. We're here. And and the thing is that right now what we're doing in Rockdale, we are building a recovery community that is strong, but we need unity. We need unity and we want you to be a part of it. You know, um, I believe that those of us recovering in Rockdale together, we are uniting and that we are we are becoming a force, you know a force of unity and and now that the recovery community is becoming a force and a unified force that now we have to create that unity seamless throughout our entire community. And and I think that for those still, you know, either incarcerated or still just struggling with their addictions, that I just want them to know that there is hope 
and that you can recover and that you can get up out of those situations. That does not have to be the end of your story, you know, that you could be on this platform telling your story to the next person to bring them up out of it too. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. And I think that if I had a message for people who are still in their cups, people who are still in jails or whatever, I think it would be that the opposite of your situation is connection. The opposite of addiction is connection. And it's just all about what you're going to connect to. I think that, you know, we can all learn and grow. I think that recycling the same bad ideas, staying in the same bad situation, all of those things, um, you get those same results. I think we have to try something new. We have to be courageous. We have to be brave. We have to be vulnerable. We have to surrender certain parts of, of those that negative carriage that keeps carrying us to jails, institutions, and near-death experiences. There is another way. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not microwavable. And it doesn't happen by osmosis. You just don't set a person outside in the sun and they turn into a better person. That's not the way it works. They just, they have a sunstroke. Um, you know, and, and likewise, you don't just put people in jail and then they recover. Um, that's not the way it works. Um, maybe it can work like that, but it didn't work like that for me. Cause every time you put me in jail, I just came out saying I needed to be a better criminal. I didn't say I, nobody in there was telling me about recovery, but I want to ask you guys another quick question. What message would you have? for family members or, or people, loved ones, or people that are praying for people who are still sick and suffering, what message would you have for them? Because as all of us know that even at our worst, there was somebody who still loved us. And, and it may not have been me. <laughs> may not have been many people left in the fan club, maybe uh, only mom or, or maybe pastor or somebody. You know what I'm saying? But what message would you have for the people out there that are trying to bring people in. Let's start with you, Carol. You know, it it, it does take that family member or that friend to get somebody um, connected into the right direction. It's, it's really hard to find this place on your own. So don't give up on your family member. Get them involved in the recovery community. Find out, you know, where you're at. Um, keep talking to them and praying and, and Get involved. Yes, yes, yes. And what would you say to them, Tanisha? I would say definitely don't give up on them. I know when my people in my circle wanted me to do something different, it was difficult for them to get me to understand that. So I think that the best thing to do would be to connect them with other people in recovery. I think that's that was the only way I made it out. Because when somebody else in my family told me I had a problem and I needed to do something different, I'm like looking like, I don't know what y'all talking about. I ain't got a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It yes. took me talking to somebody else in recovery to where I could relate and say, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I can yes. relate to that. Oh, I do the same things. So yes. I think connecting them, find out that connection in your community or, you know, whatever resources you have to connect them to other people in recovery, that's what's going to bring them up out of it. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, and I want to thank you ladies for saying that. Um, you know, I'm grateful. 
I'm grateful today to a degree that I've never been grateful before. Uh, I'm grateful for the good work that you ladies do. I'm even grateful for the price we paid to get here because I think that part of that price, and if I have a message for people out there, it would be that it, I know it's a hard thing to watch. It's a hard thing to watch as people go in the opposite direction or on that other road. Do know this, that part of that journey is today part of the constitution of my character. And, and though I may not have obeyed the voices or may not have adhered to the policies and principles or the procedures, I heard some of it. I heard your words and I heard the word. And I'll just say to the people out there, keep praying. You may have to pray for me from a distance, but don't stop praying for me. Uh, those prayers work, but they work in tandem with with things. And you have to figure out what 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 is that thing that I can connect my person to? Like you, like Tanisha was saying and like Carol was saying, it may not be the thing you've been trying to connect it to. It may not be a singular thing. I think together we are stronger. I think that when we start to have combinations of interventions where where law enforcement and support and the treatment community and the recovery community, when those things start to fuse together and hopefully by the most uh, executive means, you know, yeah, I think that's when it gets better. Uh, when because it kind of tightens the net, so to speak, because having having prayer with having faith without works, having prayer without practice, having treatment without recovery, having in having a uh, law enforcement without the other intervention, it, it's it's not the same thing. Just like it's these are whole people that are fragmented, and the solution is going to have to be whole. You can't have a fake solution to a real problem. Those are real lives that we're losing. It's real dope that they're smoking. That's a real abandoned houses that we're in. Those are real jail sentences that we're doing. So the, the, the answers and the solutions have to be real as well. And, and so I do know this, that the ladies that I've had an opportunity to share this stage with today, Carol and Tanisha, which are driving forces in our recovery community, they are real. The products that you guys have created are life-changing. They are innovative. They are creative. They are exhilarating. They catch our hair on fire. <laughs> not, not to be confused with popping the socket, but they, they are. They are real, and they are graphic, and they are incredible. And I want to thank you guys for sharing your intellectual property, your ingenuity, and also sharing your words and the content of your characters. With all those people out there in Radio Land today, so if you would have one more thing that you would say in closing for the people out there in Radio Land, what would that thing be, Carol? I would just say thank you for letting me be here and, and give this contribution and for wanting me here. And people out in Radio Land, keep coming back and listening to the show and, and something's going to stick. Yes, yes, yes. And Tanisha, because they said you are the voice of our future. We're getting a lot of people that are requesting Tanisha to be the host of this thing. So send in your cards, send in your letters, send in your requests, because her voice is strong. My voice is giving out fast. Tanisha, what message do you have for people out there in Radio Land? Um, the message that I would leave is just that recovery is real. Recovery is possible. 
and just remember that we do recover. And so um, if you're listening to my voice, that you can recover. Wow, thank you very much. Once again, shout out to Judge Bill, Judge Mumford, and all those guys over there at the accountability courts. You guys do really great work. Want to thank you for the work you did with Tanisha, man. Because guess what? She's here. She's with us now. Wow, what a way to go. This must be aftercare. Oh, <laughs> phase yes, 10. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Shout out to Commissioner Williams and the Board of Commissioners for just seeing through a whole different lens for making recovery accessible and available and giving us access to platforms and access to all those things that's going to make our recovery community robust. Shout out to Hurricane Maine. Tune in to his hop nation for the Hurricane Maine show because he's a person that built Cat 10 or Category 10 Entertainment. Shout out to him. And, and most of all, shout out to all you people out there in Radio Land that can hear my voice. Because this is why we're doing it. We're doing it not because we know these stories. We're doing it because you want, we want you to hear. Hear about the miracle. The miracle of recovery. We're living the dream and we want you to be in it. Anyway, with that being said, thank you very much. Don't forget, tune in Wednesday at 12 noon. We'll be rebroadcast Thursday at 1 p.m. May come out and be amazed. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.